0: It's Thursday, March 16th, 2017, and you are listening to episode 67 of Roll Up and Die. We were just having fun with uh, some sound effects. Math? you click oh yeah yes because if Sorry, you listen that. well let me let's experiment if you listen carefully <laughs> come on you stupid thing i should now be in a big room no nope. am i no nope. Nope. damn it it's it's on monitor and not record here hold on hold on one second okay all right all right all right now now we're working with sound effects ha ha ha
1: <laughs> you sound you sound you don't sound any different parker
0: now I should be in a big room. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, there it is. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, that was a royal waste of everybody's
1: so time. Okay. So uh, you should just you know, record mm-hmm. all of the podcasts like that. And-
2: <laughs> Recording from a giant warehouse in the 1920s. Live from
0: inside a concrete tunnel.
2: Roll up and
0: die.
2: Barker, will you do
1: me a favor? Will you do the Halo theme?
0: Oh, 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 oh I don't know I don't know all the theme. <laughs> I know I know the that first, it's, it's a little bit first, of hummy. The first four <laughs> notes were, were perfect though that was spot And on. then I go and then I go right back to Catholic Church every time like <laughs> being I'm just like right back there.
2: Oh, hey. hallelujah. That's. I mean that uh, oh, yeah. that is ingrained
0: inside a, of my brain.
2: Uh, yeah I was, I, was, an, I was an altar boy. I had to listen to that a lot.
0: Here I'm gonna get out of the place really quick.
2: Hang on, let me get
1: out of this concrete tunnel.
0: All right, all right, guys. I'm back on the rooftop, Alex's rooftop here,
2: recording Oops. live. Roll up and die. So, what have you guys been up to today? I'm building some new shelves. Ooh, I need, for I, books. I need, well, and other stuff, but mostly books. <laughs> I need more bookshelves. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of well, you know, we live in a very small house. So I'm I'm kind of making slowly cocooning myself in bookshelves <laughs> as they sort of you know curve around me, and <laughs> eventually they'll close <laughs> in, and I'll just be in my own little private. Library, but that's uh, awesome.
1: I love that. Yeah,
2: I I don't I don't build stuff to look particularly pretty, but I build it to last. I make it like I was looking at you know a one by lumber, you know the, the the nicer dimensional wood, and I I end up going with uh, two by twelves. Oh, um, <clears throat> which is you know that's for a, the structural lumber, and uh, I just it's a lot cheaper, and uh, and it well, makes for good. a really sturdy shelf. So that's yeah, awesome I, I
0: do that yeah that that's rad. I don't have any crafty ability like that, like Heather can build stuff mm-hmm. like crazy i'm like I'm useless, I'm basically useless
1: i'm I'm getting better <clears throat> at it. I've intentionally <clears throat> sort of forced myself to be handier, um mm. which it's nice right now because I have a safety net where I am renting, so there's always if i <laughs> If I seriously <laughs> muck something up, the landlord can always come in. But, like, yeah. I've it's gotten to the point where if there's a minor issue, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I can fix it. You know, minor plumbing issue, a broken That's toilet awesome. seat... Uh, you know things like that. I can I can fix it. So it's I don't know. It's, yeah. it's getting better.
0: I'm sure you've never had that broken toilet seat problem. <laughs> I don't
1: think so either. Should I <laughs> should I tell this story, Barker? I
0: feel like you have to. Why I feel not? like I I or uh, or not or you don't have to. It's no, to I think
1: I should. It's a good story. I think it's a good story.
0: So I agree. So last Star, summer, hey, you know what? no, we're gonna start at the end of the story, and they lived happily ever and, after. and everything <laughs> was fine. Yeah. Everything so was fine. last alert.
1: summer, uh, Barker was uh, in my neck of the woods visiting and uh james and cassie were were coming to visit as well but barker and heather were here a little earlier so i think it was it was just you me and heather were hanging out at my apartment yeah we're and, playing
0: x-wing yeah you Waiting and me were playing for, x-wing we were gonna pick up james later i think
1: yes james was flying into the airport we decided to play some x-wing so we're playing x-wing and we're like halfway through the game and barker's like i need to use the bathroom and i'm like oh it's you know just down the hall it's the door next to the entrance so barker leaves and he's gone He's gone for like kind of a long time. Yeah. And so he finally comes out and he's like, uh, Matt, I um uh, he's I think your exact words were, I don't know how to tell you this, but I just <laughs> broke your toilet seat.
0: <laughs> I was That's, like I, I said what? it to you like a doctor breaking to someone they have a terminal illness.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what and uh, apparently, so Barker, you were there. Explain how the toilet seat broke because it's it's, it's you know a, it's a miracle.
0: I wish I could explain. <laughs> I think it was. I think I was set up. That's one of the the bullet <laughs> items that I kind of want to go through. I think. I think I was. I think it was ready to go, and yeah. maybe perhaps the, the the Click Hill household wanted a scapegoat. But I I also I also feel like maybe I was a kind of a, a fat ass <laughs> at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, probably the latter. I think that's probably. It was the just one of those
1: happened. situations where you just shifted your weight just so, <laughs> and you
0: heard a snap. That was it. And it uh, was. It was. Yeah. It was like a snapping uh, twig underneath me. And best, it was terrifying. Let's let's be yeah. really quick. Let's let's try to get into the shoes of the victim here. Okay. The the real victim here is the one who was
2: terrified.
1: The real victim. <laughs> the
2: real I, uh, victim. Uh, but the, scared, scared shitless.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The best but, part of this well, story, though, is that I yes I said no worries I have extra toilet seat <laughs> bolts <Great>. I had <laughs> an extra toilet seat bolt in my toolbox <clears throat> at one point because the other bolt had broken and so mm-hmm. it was only a matter of time until the other one went yeah and so I just I was like yeah no problem and I just like took a toilet bolt fixed the toilet seat and. Barker looked like I had just done magic. That I was just like, no problem. I'll fix the seat right away. Like I just went, boom, toilet seat's fixed. No problem.
0: To me, it was like, wow. you know what? Let's repair <clears throat> this toilet seat, Matt. But let's wait fifteen minutes before we do it.
1: <laughs> before we go in there. You need to give it some time before before we assess the damage. Please.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh yeah. Wow, indeed. That it, was that was terrifying. If I could, Well. Would you like to segue us into today's topic,
2: Alex? I thought I just did. (laughs) Um.
0: The voices you're about to hear are not figments of your imagination. Sorry.
2: That's right, folks. We're talking about medieval toiletry.
0: Wait, hold on. on. I didn't know you were going (laughs) to steal my whole part. Oh. We're talking about medieval toiletry today. That's
2: right. Um, Oh, Oh, is that that next week? Is my paperwork here?
1: That's the third (laughs) third episode in the narrative arc structure
0: series
1: (laughs) is when you flush the story down the toilet when you realize it's not working.
0: Yes. It's a metaphor. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. No, but seriously, (laughs) thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, your home of long banter, short banter, really just everything in between. But today we are going to be talking about feeling fear, specifically how to allow the players around the table – to feel an emotional response themselves to the horror game that you are trying to run. Or maybe if yeah. you're a player, how to help foster that sort of environment. So um, I'm going to go get a Starbucks while Captain Gothnog talks to, for about <laughs> an hour. Um, uh, you guys down? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm down. down. Yeah, I'm down. Well, I, I know of no better person to kick this topic off than <clears throat> you, Alex. So, well, thank you. Knock us out of the park.
2: Thank you. I I, I like to uh, think that I know something about instilling horror in my players. It's not a, not always as easy online, but uh, in a home environment, it's it's great because then you have kind of complete control over the atmosphere. You have you can you can dim the lights, you can adjust the music, you can you can uh, you know kind of kind of create the atmosphere ahead of time. <clears throat> ha- um, okay, okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. But the uh, uh, just like with any. Of the descriptions we've talked about in the past, where you want to make sure you're using all the senses, and uh, really kind of uh, you want grabbing the players by those, um, you know, smell, sight, so, you know, sight, sound, taste, everything, you know, you want to get that, uh, get that sort of visceral um, immersion. You want to oh, pump and- like you want to pump gas into the room that smells
0: and tastes exactly <laughs> like this alien's spit that it is just spewed everywhere.
2: If possible, sure. Um, yep. <clears throat> but no, you, I mean you can. Have, if you're in a home game, you can have incense burning. You can have candles, music on. You can have right. You can have candles. Each you know each player has their own candle lit. That sort of thing. So that 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 that's sort of one way is establishing the initial mood once you, once you started getting into the story, then, then it's time to sort of go for those, go for those other things. But the best way to really learn how to, how to instill fear in your players is to find out what they're afraid of individually. Ah. If you you can find out what individual people are afraid of and what, what sort of things creep them out. And, uh, you know, my my, players learn after a while. My players, you know, used to be like, that 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 share something that they were afraid of, and then they'd look at me like with this terrified look, as, as I, I me- mentally you know make notes of it. It's like, oh, I'm terrified of spiders. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> they said it in front of me. Oh, oh no. no! 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 Why <laughs> did you? Um, but yeah, I mean, find out, uh, and and not necessarily something specific like a uh, phobia of spiders, but finding out what kinds of things. Uh, you know, are they kind of smell oriented? Are they touch oriented? I knew someone who just had this really weird. It wasn't a phobia, but they just didn't like things that were sticky. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know. It, That's what I've heard of that. I've heard of yeah. a fear of sticky, like uh,
0: uh, tacky things, like yeah. stickers and stuff like that. Which is yep. very
2: or sticky peculiar. surfaces or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a really specific thing. But for someone who has that sort of general aversion that's a great thing to play on you know people who are sort of phobic about um insects or or, or, you know or people who you know can't stand the sight of blood or um you know those kind of things so you can find out what scares people individually um and then there's some some classic stuff that you can just kind of uh that works on almost everyone i mean when you get into things like you know describing uh, you know, like raw sewage, or you're describing, you know, something rotten, and having some good examples to give to the players, something that they would be familiar with, you know, like rotten, like rotten potatoes. You know, that's what that's like one of the worst. Um, uh, you know, good one rotting meat, skunk, well, <clears throat> paintballs like what <laughs> paintballs, well, like, well, Chick- like, chicken like, 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 like in an alley. <laughs> you know, if you're walking down a creepy alley, okay, yeah. And you're on the cobblestone, so you hear the click of your of your boot heel on the cobblestone. The smell, you know, faint smell of kind of urine and and trash in in containers. And you know, if it's an if it's an older setting, there might be actual you know waste buckets of of you know feces and urine sitting outside back doors as yeah. people are waiting to dump them in the morning. You know, those kind of things before toilets. So all of these things can can sort of build up that kind of terror, you know, horror image yeah. in their minds. And once and once they sort of immerse themselves in it, it's kind of like if you've ever, have you ever watched um, a movie or a TV show or a documentary, and afterwards, and you watch it right before bed, and so you start turning off lights, and next thing you know, you're like. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing reflections, that, you're hearing things. That was me in Stranger Things.
0: I, I, <laughs> I, had a, I, I, I was watching Stranger Things. I got a migraine. I was three episodes in, and I was like, I need to finish this because I, it's, too, it's still dark outside, and I, I can't go to sleep. <laughs>
2: you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what gets me is, is I watch those uh, real unsolved mysteries kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's always someone with a deep voice telling us this creepy story. Like, and, he you know, he went to the bar at nine PM, he was never seen again, you know, that sort of thing. And, yeah. and, and then they start talking about these these images. And sometimes they'll have a picture of them and it's, and it's always the creepiest picture they can possibly find. Oh you man.
1: Know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think <laughs> so, so <you> could, <laughs> and so your skin gets crawling. So by the time, you know, and, and, and if you watch it right right at night, no matter where you are, the minute you turn off, turn that off and the lights start to go down and you start to just feel that leftover fear and tension.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, that unsolved mysteries show, I think a lot of the reason that's so scary is because <clears> it's real. Like this, it's, it's based in truth. And so you kind of want to hit that, like you said, that actual fear in the player. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am terrified, absolutely terrified of free falling without a parachute. I don't know. I, I, Mm. I I guess I could say I'm afraid of heights, but it's not really the heights. It's these vivid visions I get when I'm in high places Mm -hmm. of me falling, whether I'm on an airplane or on what's that bridge in Washington, Matt, it's like, it's it's called I can't it's called something like Death Pass or uh, anyway it's a really what? slender road I don't know I don't know I don't know Death it's called like, Death I've, Pass
1: I've never driven on it I thought you were talking about the Galloping Gertie the Narrows Bridge that collapsed
0: but uh, oh well yeah well, that one too but no yeah. this is, <laughs> this place is like in far further west uh, northwest oh, Washington okay, okay. I'm not really familiar with but you know I get these these kind of almost like hallucinations of me falling. And, you know, if to translate that to a game, what if you started a game with, you know, one of the characters, one of the players, role-playing as um, this maybe higher-up political official that's just in the process of being assassinated by being thrown out of an airplane. And before you hit the ground, you have to figure out what you do. And maybe yeah. this is the intro to a game where you send the text message of this secret That is, uh, you're the last person that can out this secret, um, and you have to do it in time. And maybe describe your character sending this text message or making Mm -hmm. this phone call. And then after you're done with that, describe what your character does then. Yeah. Describe what your character thinks about. Who does your character text? Who Mm -hmm. Who does your character apologize to? Say I love you to. Like I mean that. That is a lot of people mistake fear for horror, or and vice versa. Real horror is watching something pan out and you can't change it, yeah and a feeling of
2: helplessness helplessness yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely and and yeah. to be able to infuse that into your game even in a temporary <clears> fashion <throat> and try to make it real, uh, I think that's the ultimate goal of this to to help your players feel actual fear. yeah,
2: and when it comes to terror and horror and things like that it it that's one of the times it, it's really okay to reach for tropes. Because yeah. the, those kind of tropes are I make mean, great sort of horror anchors for you. Like, you know, if you're walking down a flight of stairs into a dark basement, the light switch doesn't work, and you know, you take four steps, the steps are creaking, and you realize that about halfway down, there's no little back to the steps. There's you can it's like something could just reach through from underneath, uh, and, you know, yeah. from from under, from from behind the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just dark, and and maybe you hear squeak of a rat you know you smell must coming up from there you hear um something moving it's probably that rat that was squeaking right you know so you 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 kind of just begin to build all these little sounds that 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 work and then um you know you hear a scratching on the board underneath your foot that sort of thing and then something does reach out and touch your ankle but it's a but it's a rat you know and and so you 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 build these um it's about sort of building that tension yeah. and 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 until you can finally um you know give them the big payoff <laughs> you know yeah. when they finally see something you know gen- genuinely horrific if that if that squeak
0: is a rat over and over and over again yeah. it's a rat and then all of a sudden it's somebody hanging there that right. it's like oh right. my gosh you know because as a player i thought that was oh here we go this is this rat is is following us? I don't know why this rat is the creepiest thing in this story.
2: Rope and die. You're home for bad examples. Well, well it's funny you mention that. I I I did a Call of Cthulhu uh, game a while back. They were exploring this house, and and they had already gone to this town that was already, you know, extremely creepy to begin with. And 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 I had been sort of building up this, you know, the the seeing these horrific or just unsettlingly bizarre things happening. So they're they're in this house and they and they're they're going up to the second floor and they check this bathroom the tub is just full of sludge you know it's it's like who knows what was in that so they they leave that and they go into, across into the next room and it's and it's a baby's nursery, and they see you know an old style not a not a cradle but a bassinet no 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 the cage thing there the crib like a crib a crib yeah. So they see a crib. But we didn't I was use I was
0: so. expecting something far more terrifying. I'm like a uh, an iron well, maiden, they, a, a baby uh, <laughs>
2: chopper, <laughs> a meat grinder. Uh, no, no. it? No. So it's, they a see, they see, it's a crib. It's <laughs> <Jesus,
0: that laughs> so a crib. Jesus.
1: So they see
2: they see the crib in the corner.
1: Johnny, <laughs> jump up! Sorry, and, I had to get to <laughs> one more.
2: And, is that and, a bouncy <laughs> castle? Okay, I had to do my one more, and now we're done. <laughs> so so they see the crib, and there's like a pile of blankets in in the middle, and they they'd already seen some some undead at this point you know so they're already freaked out and the little the little pile starts to move a little bit and they're like i I don't want to know what's in there (laughs) i don't want to look under that and then and and someone you know what i'm realizing that they have to they're compelled to by by who they are so they, they they end up just creeping over and it took them it took them like 20 minutes just to get over there and finally you know yank back the thing and what it was is it was this pale sort of uh a uh, sewer rat where in uh, an albino and had all these little babies sort of nursing on it. And it was mm-hmm. this kind of rat's nest under this pile of blankets and this uh, thing there. But just, you know, just that whole buildup to them getting to the, you know, to pull back the blanket and see right. what the hell was in there. They didn't want to see it. You yeah. know? And, and that, that, that was really, you know, rewarding for me because I, I know that they were, <laughs> you know, totally. nervous about that. Yeah. It's almost like when you're, when you're playing in a horror <clears> game, <throat> What you,
0: or running a horror game, you might try to ask the question, okay, what do you do? More mm. often than you would do in a normal game. And I mean like, w- when it comes mm. to meaningless things, like you see a blanket sitting <clears throat> on a bed and squeaking is coming from underneath it, what do you do? Or mm. the, the curtains next to the window blow inward, even though the window isn't open, what do you do? Like these are trivial things, but and, and then when, when the character says, oh, I'm going to go examine the window, oh, it doesn't look like anything's abnormal here. It's yeah. It's it, it makes if everything all of a sudden becomes trivial, then the minute you up that ante, the minute you create <clears> something <throat> that 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 is really peculiar and and really maybe even borderline terrifying, it's mm-hmm. just going to be exponentially felt inside the players because everything else has been so mundane up to this point.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's almost like the the buildup, like you were saying, Alex. The buildup is so much more important than the payoff. Like you know. If you do it right, the payoff, the reveal, the the jump scare sort of thing is never going to mm. be as scary or terrifying as the buildup is. All of that tension yeah. and the reveal is sort of the release of that tension. It's like if you're watching a good horror movie, when mm. the thing finally jumps out, you're not scared anymore because you yeah. can see it. It's there. Yep. It's the whole build up to it. Where it's you're just CGI. terrified.
0: <laughs> never yeah. as good.
1: You're like, oh, that's what it looks like. Oh man, my really? my imagination was so much scarier.
0: Thanks
2: for nothing, Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny after after I ran that, I I, I kind of I was kind of kicking myself because I, I missed an opportunity because. As soon as they pulled like the cover back and, and it was a rat, you know, and, the, and this is kind of like this is like slate relief. There's still some revulsion there because it's still it's still nasty and, and yeah. so forth. But this is sort of relaxation. And at that point, it would have been cool to have a little baby hand sort of reach out from under the bed, under the under the uh, crib and, and like grab one of them by the pant leg or something. You know? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and again, you know, let the players come to you. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, say what do you do? You know, well, you know, don't say well when you go up to open the door, oh the monster jumps out. You know, right? Instead, say what do you do? Well, I'm gonna check under the blanket. Oh, nothing. What do you do? You know, I'm gonna open the closet door. Boom, and then you smash your fist against the table and scare everybody, and everybody pees and breaks your toilet seat. And (laughs) but 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 it's almost like that actual scene in the movie where. Mm -hmm. Yes, the monster, like you said, Matt, the monster <clears throat> becomes less scary once you see it. But there yeah. is that one boom moment where it's like, oh, man, that's the, that's the jump, right? That's the fear instead of the horror yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, the startle, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. so important for any horror game, especially if you're talking about monsters jumping out at you. Yeah, for sure. Or, yeah,
2: for sure. Um, I think the, uh, what you mentioned earlier about, uh, about horror isn't necessarily limited to, to horror genre. True. You know. Yeah. I mean when you talk about things, well, I mean to me D&D's basically <laughs> to, would would be a horror movie to most people yeah. <laughs> if they were if they were put into that situation. Absolutely. It's you true. know, you 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 know you're going into tombs after, you know, fighting, you know, battling undead, that sort of thing. That's 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 horror, you know. Um the uh you know we we touched on this a little bit with our dragon episode, but trying to instill that sort of fear and awe Of a real dragon, and get get people to sort of understand what that's like to face something that's that has that much power, and is that big, and is ten times smarter than you'll ever be. Yeah, (laughs) you know, yep. (laughs) It's it's just it it should be terrifying, and and so in a in a case like that, it can be even harder to to instill because I mean you know some horror is easy you know when you're looking at uh, you know like I said. In some ways in some well in some ways in some ways my my little my little uh twist there with the the crib was it was it was kind of a cheap trick let's face it i mean it, you know yes. that was a, that was an easy one you know uh because th- there's a sort of already built in taboo about you know babies never get hurt in horror movies right yep. <laughs> you know ah, that yeah. kind of thing and, and so there's that there's already that sort of taboo there that they're nervous about and so you know you you, you can kind of plan it so in horror you can really that's one of those tropes I was sort of you know. It's something to lean on.
0: on. You are you have yeah. you know something to shoulders to stand on.
2: <clears throat> right, right. But but instilling that sort of fear and terror for other things, like you said, like falling. You know. Yeah. I mean, if if someone if someone if if, a, if, a, if an adventurer falls off a cliff, they're they're going to be terrified. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if they face a dragon, they're going to be terrified. If they, you know, face an average zombie, they're going to be terrified. Be, you know, especially if they're new to this sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes a Big difference, uh, you know, as to what tools you're going to use depending on the genre. And I, you know, and I think
0: what Matt said uh, a little bit earlier, especially when you are basing your hor- encounter off of something that isn't horrifying, usually in D anD D. Like again, your example is dragons, right? That should be horrifying, but it's not in in, in yeah. cliche D anD D. Really lean on the build up, like Matt yeah. said. You know, like uh, it, one example that you can do this is uh, just the whole concept of something that's endlessly deep or endlessly dark, you know, have you ever been on a boat in the water mm. and you're just, you can feel the tons of water underneath you and the the amount of anything that could be there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe, i th- I feel like if you know that there's a dragon around, but you haven't seen it yet, I imagine it feels a lot like that. Because <laughs> even if you're in a cave, you know it's somewhere. You know that it is smarter than you. You know that it's, almost waiting for you if it's underwater you you can't see it because it's in this endless vast abyss and then uh when it finally hits you yes it's scary but like matt said earlier it's never as scary
2: as the the time leading up to it
1: yeah exactly
2: well you mentioned that that uh cloverfield and there there was there was that one scene toward the end spoiler alert where where the guy where the guy who's been filming it you know is is uh you know he turns and he kind of looks up and he pans up to see the thing like right above him looking down at him. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that moment of terror was, you know, is, is a great example of how, you know, what it would be like to just like walk into a dragon, you know, that sort of, you know, helplessness. And this thing was, you know, presumably the Cloverfield monster wasn't even that smart, but it, uh, but it just had that, that sheer, uh, awesome size and power and just, like I said, that feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Um, if, if you can get the players to feel helpless in the face of a dragon or falling or... Um, Matthew you know, Broderick be, in, Ma- or, or, in Madison
0: Square Gardens facing <laughs> off against Gojira.
1: <laughs> so my, my, my favorite example of this, and I, I've actually talked about this before. I think I mentioned it either during the Madness episode or the Haunted House episode. I can't remember which, but I had a Halloween game where I hid a smoke machine under my couch and uh, yes, yes, the players didn't know about it. And I was actually running uh, death frost doom, which is a really awesome mm. lamentations of the flame princess module. It's absolutely mm. horrifying because it has nothing happens for like two hours and then all hell breaks loose. There's literally a section of the module called all hell breaks loose because the entire <laughs> time the PCs are just waiting for something to go wrong. And then it finally does. But anyway, mm. so we get all set up in the living room and i'm I'm sitting there, and I actually I had a get up on I put on robes uh, I had my wife paint my face like completely like alid white with mm-hmm. very dark circles around my eyes, and so I was kind of like undead dungeon master like i was like a lich dungeon (laughs) master and i'm sitting there and i start describing the mist and i had the little remote control for the smoke machine and i hit the button as i started describing it and (laughs) i i will never forget the reaction of the players when fog started rolling out from under the couch that they were sitting on and oh my god i had the lights dimmed i had candles going and it was like we were transported man and that's like Obviously, that's a special occasion. I don't bust out the smoke machine for every D&D <laughs> game that I run. But, uh, you I know, would. we talked we talked briefly at the beginning of the episode about, you know, incense, candles, music, you know, ambiance, dimming the lights, things like that. Like, you can use exterior sort of things to really mm-hmm. instill fear <clears> in the players. And yeah, um, something as simple as, like, uh, when I ran a Call of Cthulhu game... Nobody had character sheets. They had dossiers. I gave them legal folders. And when they oh, opened yeah. it, it looked like government doc. Oh, nice. Their character sheets looked like government documents. And they had, like, a little snapshot of them. And, like, they. I gave them, like, scratch paper. And whenever we would find evidence, I would give them a little index card with a picture mm. of it. And they could keep the evidence in their little dossiers. And that's not scary, but it helps with the immersion. And it gets them into into the yeah. game a little bit more. So then... You're, a, you're in a better position to scare them potentially mm.
2: And now another bedtime story from your old pal Captain Gottnak. I was running a Call of Cthulhu game and I, I had I didn't give them folders but I had given them uh, a photograph of a family that that had to do with the story that they were uh, investigating and uh, it was just a you know it was a black and white picture of a family you know standing out you know standing out in front of their house kind of thing and you know it was not nothing that unusual. And so they they were going through the thing and then we took a break and everyone kind of, you know, went, you know, bathroom, eat, that sort of thing. And when no one was watching, I, I slipped, I took that picture and I replaced it with one almost identical, except wow. that the, the, uh, uh, I think it was the little, oh, it's, been, it's been years now. I think the little girl was, 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 uh, kind of rotting now and, 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 oh. uh, you know, Great. and then in the background in the house, you could, you could see a figure in the doorway that wasn't there before. You know that kind of thing. So oh, man. that you know, and I just put it back there, and then we started playing in it, and um, I made some reference to the house, and so that someone went to to look at it, and they're like, and they, I'm watching them stare at it for for a few minutes. <laughs> 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 Their brains trying to wrap around <laughs> what they're, what they're seeing. It, it, it was it was really effective because now now they were they were really creeped out. It's like, Did we just not notice that before? Was that oh, always there? Oh my god, <laughs> I, <laughs> that love is that. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because again. the, the – with horror, you can you can you sort of it requires a little bit of caution because you can cross a line by bringing to cheese ball. Uh, well, well, that too. Well, no, I was thinking, but but bring real fear in, into into uh, yeah. uh, you know in, into into people's into people's lives. You're right. freaking them out, especially if you're basing that fear off of the
0: player's actual fear. That you know that right. is something that right. that you know I I feel like this episode is a, an amalgamation of tips that we've given previously about fear but we you know just finally needed to sit down and talk about it yeah but um i think definitely be careful about that i you know there was this Mm. horror game i ran for my buddy and i input i mean they didn't get hurt but i input his kids into the game
2: and and they were in a
0: situation that was kind of scary and it didn't even occur to me it never even occurred to me because we had been gaming for so long and i don't have kids i just couldn't Mentally connect with that type of emotion until now, and it's definitely something worth seeing, not only or checking out before before the game. Not only that sort of emotional fear factor stuff, but also uh, this buddy of mine that I'm talking about, Mike. He gets migraines because of dim light, so when I set up candles, it lasted (laughs) about twenty minutes, (laughs) and I was like, "Damn it, Mike! (laughs) You ruined the (laughs) ambiance,
1: man." Yeah,
0: thanks, buddy. That you and your Asshole.
2: stupid actual problem with your headache, but no, that brings up a good point. You really want to talk to your players ahead of time too, and and you know find out where the line is. You know, I mean, it's one thing to just dis- you know, like if someone's arachnophobic, they're afraid of spiders. It's one thing to put their character in a room with you know with with you know uh, you know a, a, some spiders crawling in there, that kind of thing to to, to creep <laughs> them out. But it's an, it's another thing altogether to actually like. It's a, a bin spider. of spiders.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> 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 it's a smoke machine a sp- that releases spiders.
1: <laughs> it's a f- oh my god,
2: a, sp- no. a spider <laughs> shooting machine.
1: I'm I'm going to unload my vacuum cleaner full of spiders on the table.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that see that to me that would be crossing a line
0: for sure. You know, no, dra- shit, yeah.
2: And, and and as someone who used to be arachnophobic, yeah, I mean i i would I would have been furious if someone did that to me. Right. I would have I would have lost it on them and and freaked out because I would have had this huge massive surge of adrenaline and nothing to do with it except take it out in the gut person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. And you're
0: apologizing the whole time. I'm sorry, but you deserve
2: this. A little <laughs> bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have no control over my body. <laughs> well, and that's that's one thing people don't understand about a phobia is you know, it it's not just it's not just being scared of something it's being like to the point where you 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 literally can't control yourself. Yes. You know. I The, used the tell thought people,
0: of it is it, it's it it you know for me and my phobia mm-hmm. is that it's trying to stay out of my own head. It's trying yep. it's it's because I it I visualize it when I'm afraid of something. This is something different yeah. from you know oh I'm afraid of centipedes. No, I'm afraid of centipedes because they're gross and they're I don't I hate them. But <laughs> you know yeah. the the being afraid for some people like being afraid of closed spaces mm. is the, uh, the same thing as being buried alive. You know yeah. it's just too horrific.
2: Well, I mean, I used to tell people when, you know, if there were going to be passengers in my car, if a spider drops on me while we're driving, we're all going to die. We're dead. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> chances are, I'm going to try and climb in the back seat. I'm going to flail. I'm going to, you know, there's, there's, there's no hope for us. And then I had an incident where I, you know, kind of lost most of my phobia, but, um. Was that when you faced a giant Shelib-esque spider? Pretty <laughs> nothing close, but a yeah. I, I, I was working on my house. So I was still building it and i had a a a power tool battery and i yeah i picked it up and i turned it over and between be, you know on, on the the battery between the battery and my hand was what we have up here is called a fishing spider and uh, oh. uh they're they're massive they're big like they look kind of like wolf spiders they're just mm-hmm. these, these big huge freaking things um and i freaked like a three-year-old girl. I just like, ah, I, I threw the battery, I ran outside and I, 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 I literally couldn't do anything except stand there and shake because it was so traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> I had never been that traumatized by anything in my life. And yeah. But in, in the wake of that, <laughs> and I don't recommend, really recommend people attempt this at home, but in the wake of that, I became much less, much much more tolerant of most spiders Fishing spiders are still my, my arch enemy, and I and I, I still have that reaction to them. But other spiders now have taken sort of this a lesser position in my in, in my uh, in my mind. So
0: definitely, Matt Matt's got a thing
2: with bats. He loves
0: bats.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hate bats, but, man.
0: And actually, you know, speaking of something Matt you said earlier, complete tangent here. Uh, This was back with the smoke machine conversation. Yeah. If I had a smoke machine, my entire world would be fog. It would be a it would be a fog themed world. (laughs) Like, all right, you enter the old forest, and (laughs) the fog spreads, and (laughs) (laughs) underneath the couch. By so much by, <laughs> by session rave, rave five, it's like time. why are we still doing this?
1: They're like, can we go in like a tavern? Uh, you find the Mist Veil Tavern, and once you go inside, it's foggy. <laughs> the,
0: They're just like, oh my god! <laughs> Trivium is playing on stage two, and they have a fog machine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and, well, that's a little and too that magic. that that is another good point to bring up, though, not to overdo it. You know, the reason that that yeah. that terror works is it uh, because it's not constant. It's no. compared
0: to the mundane. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And also, like something I mentioned in passing a little earlier was mm-hmm. it, don't make it too cheesy. Yeah. You know, if it's, if you're constantly driving <clears throat> it down the characters' throats to the point where the players are thinking, Oh, let's get through this already. Or right, right. Really?
2: That okay. All right. You know, yeah, yeah. We know it smells like it smells like
0: rotten potatoes. We yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> if it's too much, then it it
2: almost yeah. reverses the purpose. Well, or or if you're able to manage maintaining it, it, it can become exhausting. I mean, oh yeah. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons I haven't really I haven't really kept up on the Walking Dead as much. It's like it, it, it's just there's never any happiness in, in any of it. There's no. Yeah there's no breaks it's all just constant stress and 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 torture and and it keeps going and going and it just gets overwhelming just to you know uh, try and be you know uh, a part of it by by ex- by experiencing it yeah and and the same thing can happen in a game if it's just if it's just too much intensity they'll just get tired of it yeah <laughs> you know literally tired
1: it's it's very tiring and it's like that's a great example with the walking dead alex because it's like It gets to the point where because there's so few moments of hope and happiness, the moments of of terror and stress become so much less effective because Mm -hmm. there's no longer anything at stake because everyone's just always about to die. And you're just like, I don't even, you know, and it it just it takes away from the overall experience. Like you have to have some levity and some balance if you're going to want to, you know, terrify the players or make them scared. Like there has to be hope and light that gets snuffed out in order for that darkness to be more effective.
2: So I wonder what's a good way to keep it new all the time. You know, in other words, if you're running say a Call of Cthulhu campaign or even just a horror a heavy D&D campaign or you know, space horror or you know, whatever it is you're you're running, how do you maintain how do you uh time your terror so that it doesn't become overwhelming and, and yet it can still be horrific when the time comes.
0: So the first thing I would jump out there and say is to, to try is to try making your campaign episodic. So every episode is almost like an episode of The X Files. You have a different mm. thing that's happening. Uh, there's over, you know, there's a constant, a uh, consistent storyline throughout, but every episode is an episode. Um, and between the episodes, I feel like that's when you give the players the clues and the evidence that slowly appear almost like the the you you assemble the dossier in text messages and emails and creepy phone calls in between sessions this it it takes a, a lot of extra work but it really helps build up to this event when all the players come together and they all pool their information and then boom let's kick off the game with by with a cool introduction that introduces these uh these ideas and things and just creepy things that I've been sending out over the past week or two.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, as, as a character gets more accustomed to these things too, that the character will become less horrified perhaps, or at least they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll figure out a way to deal with, it. they'll compartmentalize, they'll, you know, um, learn to shut out certain things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that can be part of the game too. You know, if, if, if the player's, become more accustomed to it. Uh you know, their characters are too, so it ki- it kinda fits. But you still want to be able to 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 bring that tension up. And and uh I think we've talked about this before too. One of the cool game mechanics that I've seen is in the is in Dread with the uh the Dread Tower.
1: Yep. Oh God. Uh, that, yep. Oh that was one of the most Oh my God. I can talk about that. Go ahead, Alex.
2: <laughs> awesome. I, I I hope so. It's great in that the tower really has nothing to do with the horror but it's everything to do with it because it's you know you're not actually dealing with wooden blocks in the game but it's that it's the tension that builds up through this this mechanical means and uh, but isn't
0: that just the point it's not the monster it's not the stats and every and you know it you know it if you're listening to this you know that so we got to pull away from and figure out Mm -hmm. a way to we have to figure out a way to increase the tension elsewhere yeah. and like you were going to talk about you know the dread tower is a great example of that mm-hmm. visual thing that's right in front of you it has nothing to do with a game it uh, well a game not named Jenga. it has nothing to do with <laughs> uh uh the you know the the story that the people are going yeah. through it, it all it does is tilt and mm-hmm. uh move and shift and fall and that it's just a perfect representation of that sort mm-hmm. of tension.
2: Yeah. One cool one cool thing is if you have a a consistent group then you can actually uh build some really great um associative anchors that 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 you can that you can bring out when when needed. Uh it could be a specific type of music that you play. It could be, you know, dimming the lights, it could be you know, uh a certain smell in the room or you know whatever it happens to be. You can um, by using this, these, these, these specific things each time, uh, especially if you start with them and and you're able to build a really good sense of horror and, and, and terror, then when you, when you begin to bring that stuff out again, you know, like, you know, you cue the music, it can, it can bring them right back into the, into that same feeling they had before. It can, it can, it can drag them back to that moment. And the more things you can do to sort of, you know, to reinforce that anchor, the better. And, uh, uh, and of course it's going to work better if you don't overuse it. Yeah. But once you, once, once you've established it, once you've, you know, early on in the game or the campaign, you've established that, okay, you know, when the, when the lights dim like this and this music comes on, they can, they're they're, they're automatically going to get slightly more tense. Yeah. yeah. And then, then any description you give is going to be filtered through that, that new lens they're now wearing. Yeah. And, and let me really put an emphasis behind music, uh, especially mm. music that's
0: low <clears throat> volume and I'm sure I've mentioned it before but you know if you're just driving down the road and you know you you have the radio off or your favorite song is off right you're not listening to anything and you're looking around and then you turn your music on and then you look around again at the same scene it's going to look different because mm. that's how our brain processes things especially if you watch a lot of films, because it really changing the music in a commercial or a film can change the whole mood of every. We see the Harry Potter at a movie trailer advertised as a teen pop type of comedy, right? <laughs> Romantic comedy, rom com mm-hmm. movie. It's it's all about the music. So, like you said, Alex, having that on a low volume in the background, it's it's a it's great for a filter. Everything we've been talking about serves as a filter. The lighting, the the mm-hmm. the audio the gas that you're forcing into the room to make people taste the alien poop that is just surrounding you. uh The drugs you that want- you slept
1: into their drinks right before the game to enhance yes. the fear. Yeah, you all yeah. pass out slowly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to
0: last that long, guys. Sorry, six hours. Damn, time to go home. Do you guys want to take a question from the listeners? Yeah. I would love to. Awesome. So uh, on roll up and die, uh, no, on try Facebook again. com. Di- <laughs>
1: oh. <Brute-roll-up. laughs>
0: oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> on facebook.com slash roll up and die, every time we do one of these f- newfangled episodes, we put up a question <laughs> about our topic, or we put up our topic, and then you ask the question. And then I, during the recording of the episode, make this mistake every time uh, I can't accurately tell you about what we do at facebook.com slash So You're just going to have to go there and check it out. Give us a like and uh, respond to the topics as we post them. But today, the question that you have asked with the most likes uh, <laughs> comes from, from a Jonathan M, who uh, got seven likes on his question. And Jonathan asks, uh, something we, we've mentioned or we talked about a little bit earlier, but I think we should dive into it a little bit more specifically. Our senses have stronger links to our emotions than any other stimulus, the sense of smell being the strongest. How would you use the senses to establish not just fear, but also the spaces in between the peaceful and tranquil moments too? Now, Alex, you mentioned something like smell, you know, taste. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that you can do? Specifically in fear, now obviously we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. John asks about peaceful and tranquil moments too. What are some mm-hmm. specific things that we can do to to really amp up the the emotional response to our actual senses?
2: we had already kind of talked about the music, but you could also bring in other sound as well, like sound effects, you know, uh, creepy scraping sound. Um, you know, like if you have, you know, some kind of, you know, serial killer who's, who's, hunting the the character and you hear you hear him so you hear this walking down a dark hall with something dragging behind him on the floor something some kind of metal dragging on wood and if you can get that kind of sound effect and actually you know play that you know when as you're describing it that can really um yeah. add, add a lot to it smell is hard because um for horror at least if if we're if we're playing in a game
0: every every room i'm running smells like a fart and a bag of doritos (laughs) perfect
2: every done
1: and done
2: (laughs) sweat well you know what because i mean most of these things would you know are are nasty smelling and you 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 know you don't want to smell your house up and you don't want your players puking all over your your game table so (laughs) that's what you
1: think alex i think that's the biggest compliment (laughs)
0: I well, made my players. Like,
2: puke. Oh, it would be a compliment. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, something you mentioned though, Alex is like incense. You know, if, if yeah. let's say you're playing a horror game that involves cultists that are burning incense. Right. That is is not sc- incense. Isn't scary. Incense is the opposite of scary. But it's
2: the it's the use of it and the timing. Well, if you get good incense, there's a lot out there. Um, like I, I have a huge jar of frankincense, nice. and yep. uh, uh, you know, so if you would if you were doing something in an old you know, in in a little church or something like that, you could burn a little frankincense. That that's something that many people would associate with it. Um, you know, if you if you're delving into you know someplace deep, then maybe you could get some kind of earthy, you know, smelling oil or something like that. They have mm. you have know, various scented oils you can get, and so you can you can there are, there are smells you can get out there that could certainly still create a mood without yeah. you know inducing vomiting and and uh, you know seizures you know. yeah, yeah for sure
0: and, <laughs> and smell is hard like you said uh, yeah. smell is probably the most difficult one. one one thing that you can do that's I mean it's not smell it's taste every time there's food include that there's include food in your game and then yeah. actually have that food
2: yeah that 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 is a nice way to do it if you can I mean um, uh, Cultists
0: we're eating pizza
1: leftover from <laughs> yesterday <laughs> ah,
2: yes I love cult pizza <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey oh that's I so can't. many why isn't that joke I came yeah. for the
1: cult. I stayed for the pizza.
2: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because touch, touch is hard, uh, yeah. you know, to bring into the game in person. Uh, I mean, you could have something that has like a texture to it, I guess, or you know, if you want to really get or larpy, you could also always have a a bowl with something nasty. You know, it feels kind of like this, you know. <laughs> but yeah, at so, at some point, that's also that 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 also risks breaking immersion because the mini if if you bring out too many props. They're gonna be in awe of the prop rather yeah. than immersed in the game. It's gonna it's gonna know.
0: turn into like a uh, like a fun themed event game instead right. of
2: a horror, uh, you know, immersive horror. Right. Um. Right. Like like the smoke machine could have backfired on you if they're like, hey, how did you do that? And next thing you know, yep. they're all talking about, Oh, where'd you get a smoke machine? How much exactly. did cost? you know yeah. and, 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 and it was drawn away from the table to examine the cool toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you're sitting there, you know, sobbing into your uh yeah, behind your screens. <laughs> I, I played a game once in my garage and a uh, garage, garage, garage,
0: garage. Uh, and uh, had my wife bang on the the wall between the the living room and the garage <laughs> once. I'm pretty sure I mm-hmm. talked about this, but that backfired on me because it was time delayed, and so I was doing the thing where I would send her the text and I'd build up to it, like, yeah. but she didn't see the text for five minutes, so I'm still like, <laughs> and then the you see a dais and there's a bowl of water and you hear (laughs) nothing yet (laughs) for a long time and then by the time it happened it was like everyone got it everyone was like oh (laughs) you've been waiting for Uh, that for like five minutes
1: something that you could maybe do is like if you have so i don't know where i live there's like hippy-dippy shops all over the place, like little shops that carry different candles and incense and, like, Mm -hmm. all kinds of different, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, essential oils and things like that. Depending on where you live, you can go to one of these shops and just kind of browse around a little bit, and there's always cool, like, props and statues and books and candles and just all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. that, like, make for really good, like, cool-looking props to use in your game. So maybe, I don't know, maybe look for something like that around you or even, you know, go to, like... This is dumb, but, like, I've done this before. Go to, like, uh, a Halloween store, like, right mm-hmm. after Halloween when they're, like, marking down all their stuff and trying to sell all of it off. And, like, <laughs> buy, like, some cool, like, skulls, like, that that bleed, like, their candle skulls that, like, bleed mm-hmm. when you light them and, like, stuff like that. Like, just go crazy and, and, and get some of that stuff and, and build up the atmosphere like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, another good idea is, is uh, if you go to, like, an antique junk shop. Oh, yeah. Not like, a, not like an antique antique shop, but, I mean – one that, one that says it's an antique shop, but really it's just full of junk and the guy just likes to sit in there and talk to people who come in. So, you know, and it's just like <laughs> walls and walls of stuff usually. It's a little little narrow aisles. It always smells musty. The guy's name is Leonard and, who works there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it's one of those places where if it was a, you know, Steven Spielberg film, you'd find some sort of ancient tome. But no, it, it, it's, um, you, know, you can find like little frames maybe with an old timey picture in it that you know, a real picture. You can find all kinds of little uh, props that you can... And and usually you can pick them up for a buck or something. The best thing...
0: It's almost like a a bin store, right? You get get a bag, two bucks a bag. Heather and I bought... There's one in Tacoma, Matt. We went to this place. It's next to the Museum of Glass. And Heather bought hundreds of little film slides of pictures that somebody, some people had taken somewhere. Like, they are Mm -hmm. somewhere. It's like families in front of houses or... Kids on swings or like Mount Rainier. There's a lot of Washington stuff, yeah. but there are, there's like a like nine in a series of bears, like just in weird position, like weird areas, weird <laughs> locations. Yeah, and and <laughs> and it's just like these sort of things would be perfect for that evidence dossier that you were talking mm. about, Matt. Mm-hmm. That um that that sort of prop would be perfect for hey, figure out what this is because it's got just enough creep factor. Because like you said at the beginning, Alex, <clears throat> it's rooted in reality. It's an Uh, unsolved mystery, really an unsolved mystery because I have no idea why there is a picture here of this girl tearing a flower in half, but I have it and it, it creeps me out a little bit. It's a little unsettling. Let's build a story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's build a story around this unsettling thing.
1: Yeah. That shop is called Tinkertopia, by the way. It's awesome.
0: Tinkertopia. Inkertopia, yep. Scrapbook heaven,
2: basically.
1: Yeah, it's just it's all kinds of recycled art materials. It's great.
2: (laughs) Well, and really, props are the 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 tactile aspect of it. You know, yeah, it's even and again, you know, you're not limited to Call of Cthulhu or anything like that in a fantasy game. If you give the if you give the players something tangible they can hold on to, even even if it's just a scrap of paper uh, from. Uh, you know, from someone and there's a little splash of blood on it or something like that, or yeah. you know, with an ominous warning, or you find a you know one of them finds a little scrap of paper in their in their pocket that they have no idea how it got there, but there's just like this this black skull, you know, inked on it, you know, and that's it. You know, yeah. they have no idea why it's there, right? But now now they might be marked by something, you know. So I mean, even if it's just a little piece of paper. Having that 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 sort of tactile, tangible thing uh, can help to bring them into the, the this this sort of horror because now they have to wonder how this piece of paper got there. You know what does it mean? <laughs> Why is because a black skull is is never going to be good. No, it's it, <laughs> you <know, right>? <laughs> no, true no how you look at it. Welcome to the that's, black. That's skull! That's not going to be good. That's not going to be a good
0: sign. Uh, do you guys want to create an idea that you can steal? I mean, not you. You can steal it too. I assume. Well, I mean, I, I
1: might steal it.
0: I've stolen it before <laughs> I, if it, yeah if it's, if it's good enough we will it is uh so what do you guys want to create? maybe some sort of fear environment thing with some tips on how to accomplish it Let's create a scary thing
2: a scary thing i can't do yeah. well, what if what if we set up a a a scene okay and and we try to um Try To sell it in as creepy a way as possible um, and touching on as many senses as possible. How, yeah. Maybe so, we could even go around and pick an actual fear that
0: we each have and try to combine them to make one scenario. Oh, sure. Yeah.
2: So we can go
0: maybe go around twice then. You know, uh, yeah. I don't. Right, I like my, it. Where's my die? I don't have my die. Matt, help a brother. Okay. I'll help
1: you out. <laughs> all right. One to two is me. Three to four is Barker. Five to six, <clears> six <throat> is Alex. Six, Alex.
2: I have a fear of dismemberment.
1: All right. Uh, one through three is me. Four through six is Barker. Okay, that's three. I am incredibly claustrophobic.
0: Oh man. All right, Barker. I was I was gonna mine was claustrophobic, so I'm gonna have to oh. pick a new one. <laughs> uh so 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 far we have dismemberment and claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to uh add a fear of the dark. Sorry, sounds um, horrible. All right, <laughs> let's go around and come up with ways to help our oh. players feel these fears.
1: All right, all right, same numbers as before. Here we go. All right. That is a five, Alex.
2: All right. So I'm going to say that um, th- that this this person, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll try to keep it genre neutral for now, but the, the, the this person was asked to investigate uh some disappearances and they went they went to a dark room and they they uh they ended up uh falling into uh basically kept, kept basically falling into a hole and the hole is is sort of really narrow and 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 deep so it's, only like, it's like maybe uh maybe only like two and a half feet in diameter almost like a well and yeah, like a, like a, like a small well, and they 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 slip and fall into it. But their fall is broken by 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 the muck at the bottom. Uh, the the sides are slimy and and uh, yeah. So we'll we'll I'll I'll leave that there for right
1: now. Okay, same as before. That's a six, Barker.
2: All
0: right, so kind of a slender mini well, uh, slimy slides. Uh, you've gone big on the dark and the claustrophobia. Uh, actually, the claustrophobia in particular. I'm going to say mm. that almost immediately after falling down this thing, looking up, you see kind of this hole of light, like the pinprick, right? You see the light, and <coughs> it reverberates through as it's closed and sealed shut. Um, so that is, I think we're going to we're creating a trap of some variety, maybe. Uh, mm. and, uh, but the last part is dismemberment. So, and then I think we should go around and talk about like specific ways to, to, uh, the, play with the actual senses in the environment. But yeah, yeah. W- I'm, I'm interested in hearing what Matt's going to throw out there.
1: Man, this is like, uh, it's a part of my brain that I don't access as much as a DM. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think something, grabbing at you from the darkness from these walls i almost imagine like you know that scene in the labyrinth when she falls down that pit and all the hands Mm -hmm. kind of catch her what if there were like hands in this like tight narrow dark place and they were grabbing at you and pulling at you so hard that you felt like your arms were going to pop out of their sockets
0: nice that would freak me the hell out that would freak me out the hands especially yeah the, uh, one of the things, this is not the one we're going to roll with, but I was thinking is if you wanted to go with a less <laughs> horrifying, less like fearful, shocking thing, uh, yeah. you could have every time the character wakes up, they wake up with one less body part. Like they begin missing yeah. fingers or maybe a limb or something like the person is harvesting them for something Oh, oh and it's not, yeah. And, and may, I don't know how long, how you'd. Work that into the game, yeah. but that's another option for the less. Oh, you know, well, you know, needed. well, you know, what
2: you could do mm-hmm. is if if someone were harvesting parts like that, when the person fall, you know, the person falls into this into this well, um, and again, well, it's kind of grandiose. It was it was probably a well at one point, or you know, some kind of uh, uh, beneath a house, yeah. But uh, kind of some kind of cistern or something. It puts the lotion on the on the skin. Right, exactly. So, but it's but it's narrow too. So he kind of falls in, kind of gets jammed in on his back, and his legs are kind of caught up because it's only like a couple feet wide, or three, you know, foot and a half. That's like less than a door with doors width. Yeah. And but there's already someone down there that that he landed on, and they're already mostly dismembered. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and the, and this the, the sort of this moment where you know he's horrified by that. And then the person's eyes open, and, and the head rolls over, and and he tries to talk, but his tongue is already missing. Oh gosh, maybe. And oh he, man, and he's stuck down in this hole with him. M- Y'all mean Jesus? I was
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the maybe the captors like building a, a type of Frankenstein's monster
1: uh, where oh, they need building a flesh golem. F-
0: yes, a flesh oh, yeah. golem. Like actual. Then they need these parts. Oh, that's cool! I like that. There's a, oh, an episode of I, Doctor Who with uh, of these creations that are harvesting people to try to perfect themselves. They're like robots. It's uh, yeah. actually the premiere of the Twelfth Doctor, and they like harvest people's eyes because they need mm-hmm. you know better vision. Really interesting.
2: <laughs> One of the best compliments I got on a description I I, I, I gave. I, it was uh, it was on an online game. And I gave I gave this this really detailed description of of this room and, and some of the things in it. <laughs> and the person said, "Jesus, Alex! <laughs> Alex, it's been a long time
0: since we have done a fear based episode of Roll Up and Die. Oh, but man. for a while, that was always my reaction. Like, jeez, man! Jesus and it's Alex. it has been a pleasure going uh, back for this episode. For sure, I had fun with it too. Oh, Me too." Man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, your horrifying RPG podcast. Uh, my name is Barker,
1: and my name is Matt from a Fistful of Dice,
0: and my name is Alex, aka Captain Gothnog. And sometimes we do the intros at the end. I guess. I guess that sometimes is, we
1: do. We like we to keep that. people guessing. We like to ramp up the tension. People are sitting there going, "Are they going to introduce themselves? Who are these people? How am I supposed to know who they are? They haven't introduced <laughs> <Are>
0: themselves." <laughs> Is Barker gonna get the Facebook plug right, or is he gonna screw yeah. it up like he always does? What's he He's gonna what, tell gonna people happen? to go to
1: fruitrollup.com. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yep. He's gonna te- he's gonna give us like ten pieces of information we need to know, but give it all out of order like he's running a mystery game. <laughs> <laughs> what you've just listened to has been produced by Roll Up and Die, and is copyright 2017. How official? The games, films, TV shows, and other stuff we talked about during this episode are the properties of their respective owners, so be sure to borrow nicely, okay? Any snippet, portion, clip, or other synonym for part of this show can absolutely be used in other media so long as credit is given to the Roll Up and Die podcast you can find all three of the primary hosts on youtube and other websites matt can be found at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice barker can be found at youtube.com slash be a better game master and both of their work can be found at www.absolutetabletop.com captain gothnog is also on youtube at youtube.com slash captain gothnog and his work can be found on drive-through rpg under critical hit publishing Be sure to keep track of us on iTunes at rollupanddie.podbean.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Have a fantastic day, everybody, and as always, happy gaming.